Last time on Pokemon Rollout, the party spent the night at the Pine Ranch, which was in a fair amount of disarray after the shenanigans of some of Charlie's more playful Pokemon. After a shopping trip, the team headed out to meet Professor Mankineel. They found her lab northwest of town and took an elevator down into a bright, fluorescent-lit area filled with people in lab coats and many Pokeballs, including some familiar faces like Sam Timorous and Tulip. Many incredible experiments were being undertaken, with a lot of technological advances and augmentations being added to Pokemon. It was made very clear that the Futurists were behind the monster Pokemon that ransacked Rikuten. When the trainers tried to leave, though, Professor Mankineel revealed that there were ten opponents for each trainer, with teams designed to defeat them. And besides this, the Rangers wanted them for questioning. With limited options, Professor Sneeze volunteered to stay behind to help with the futurist research if the others would be permitted to leave. This was agreeable, and Charlie and Liliana were escorted out. Professor Sneeze was put to work. How will the trainers overcome this challenge? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout. Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul and I play Charlie... Uh... Snowden Pine. Snow... Snowden, not Snowden. Snowed in Pine. I'm a Christmas tree. <laughs> um... You're cra- yeah, oh yeah, ah, I got it. You're so funny. Um, <laughs> no, you really are funny. <laughs> that made it sound like I don't think you're funny. You're funny. Um, Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's, that's, that's something your sister would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Ugh. Yeah. No, I'm not Crystal. I'm not Crystal. I'm I know you're not Crystal. <laughs> And I play uh, Liliana, foamy cat, mouth shadow garden. So, in, in case the utter chaos of that opening didn't let you know, uh, Michael is not joining us today. He is trapped in the bowels of the futurist base. So, uh, we will be getting to him later. But <laughs> at the moment, bowels. we are following. Uh, we are following uh, <laughs> Charlie and Liliana, who have just left the futurist base, the doors have closed behind them, the gates have closed behind them, and they have realized that when uh, they made their agreements to get out freely, they forgot to stipulate that uh, the wanted thing, the wanted posters or the wanted, uh, the fact that they are wanted by the rangers was not taken back. So they are likely considered to be criminals. Yeah, can, I... we do a, can we do a redo on that? Possibly. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I think this is probably more interesting, so. Is that um, why you were giggling? <laughs> no. Uh, so so if, if Michael's in the bowels of the the, um, oh, no. the Petrus base, did we just leave the sphincter? No, you left the same way you entered, so the mouth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Paul, this is PG. <laughs> I'm PG. 
Pretty gross. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Somebody's getting cold for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not sure which one after that, but. <laughs> yes. All right. So, so we are we are uh, on the was it on the lamb uh, on the Mary as it were. Um, uh, I don't yeah. think that's the correct etymology for on the lamb, but. <laughs> Wait, on um, the lamb? It's a phrase meaning you're like uh, you're running from the cops and stuff. And yep, on the right. run from the law. Yeah, L A M. Never on heard the that lamb. before. Oh, it's yeah. an old one. Well, that um, explains a lot. Look at who I'm talking ah! to. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Rose uh. Paul over the Yuletide log. Ah. <laughs> See, so we're getting lamb... a Christmas episode. In. <laughs> Uh, lamb is an old English word that used to mean beat or strike. So. Uh, interesting. So you're running from the law on the lamb. Run so from the, the popo. I, the way I imagine this uh, uh, playing out is um, as, we're, as we're walking out and, and like we're, once we are kind of like on our own, I kind of say something to the effect of... Um, Oh, just like we're still walking, like, but it's like, um, okay, so what what are we gonna do to help Sneeze escape? Why can't he just escape on his own? You don't think he can do it? You think he can? Okay, good point. He's old and crackly. He would not be able to sneak around very well. I mean, may like maybe firecrackers walking around. I mean, he might be able to devise something, but if we're if we're working at both ends, he might uh, might be okay. Um, yeah. So. True. True. Also, too, Charlie, do your parents know any like shady people or anything that could help keep us under wraps right now? Does Charlie's family know any shady people? Do I have like Do I have an Uncle Jim who likes make moon, makes moonshine or something, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's up to you, but there's nothing that seems like it. I'm happy that you didn't. My first thought was a, a shady person who can put you under wraps. My first thought was a Kofa Grigis, but that's just wrong. Yeah. Hey, we have one of those. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, um, that's like, knowing Charlie, it doesn't seem like he would know. Yeah. Even if he did. His parents yeah. are running the black market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let, let's start with this first. Um, why, why would we need to be under wraps? Um, did you think about what what happened in there? What sort of deal we made, or rather, we didn't fully complete being made? Yeah, we said we, we said we'd leave and we, it'd be all good. That like sneeze would be like in there doing doing their stuff, and we're we're uh -huh. good to go, right? And the ranger part, do you remember that part? Yeah, they're they're gonna they they were gonna get us, but now we're good, right? No, 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 oh. no, no. See, that's that's oh. the part we missed. Oh, I don't know why good. sneeze didn't think of that. He's so careless. So that's why we need to kind of lay low for a little bit. I mean, it's not like it's anything new that we're being, you know, hounded by the police, right? <laughs> uh, not, yeah, not, not too new, I suppose. Um, 
Yeah, I can. I mean, I can try and call my parents, but like, is I don't know the the futurists like are tracking us, and uh, uh, I will say Charlie does have this epiphany. Um, Charlie takes the uh, the attachment to the Pokedex and takes it takes it off and throws it away. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Liliana is going to detach it, but she's not going to throw it away. All right. Still, still going to keep it on her person. Um, thought, Charlie. Remember the Mr. Mimes and Mr. Rhymes, you know, those delightful freaks that we saw before? Yes, we, we caught, like, half of them. Yeah, so... There... Clearly, in the market for behind-the-scenes type of things, creative dealing, um, since we have some of their friends, what if we used them to kind of devise a plan and figure out what sort of back alleys and whatnot that we can work around and how to kind of, you know, keep out of the ears and eyes of, of the... Uh, Rangers. And Liliana is saying this. I'm going to be very, very clear to the Game Master. She is saying this in a hushed undertones that only her and Charlie can can hear. And she's got like the collar of her jacket up so people can't watch her lips moving and stuff. Just want to make that very clear. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Charlie's going to throw out the idea of um, or um, what about where didn't you meet Yash in some, like, back alley place? Like, not saying, like, I don't think Yash would help us, but do you think we could find anybody back at that, uh, place, maybe, that's shady and could help us? Or, or, like, I don't know, you're good at finding trouble, aren't you? Can't you just, like, find someone to, to help us? Well, yeah, but I haven't been in this territory before. It's not my turf. Um. That's why I'm saying if we get the... Mr. Mimes and Mr. Rhymes help, we could possibly find out what sort of alliances we could make here. I mean, I could try to write to some of my gang members out back in Ratu, but I don't know how fast they would be able to get here. Uh, hey, Nick, real quick question, by the way. Um, yes. How noticeable is Charlie's hair amongst the, uh, the, the Chan population? Amongst the Chan population, it's going to be fairly similar to those you ha you have been around. Okay. So, it's not going to be... No one's going to have exactly the same shade, perhaps, or some may have similar, but it won't stand out simply by its color, okay. by the fact that it is colorful, but its color itself might sure. show. Alright. So, looking at a crowd, you might not pick him out, but if you're looking for him, you might be able to find him. You're looking for the, the chartreuse hair, yeah, okay. So it's time for an outfit change. That's the, uh, in all sincerity, uh, like, like, uh, um, uh, so Charlie says, uh, let's let's take a, a minute to think on this, but let, we need to become less recognizable. And so the first thing he does is Charlie reaches into his bag and he pulls out the lab coat, and uh, he throws on his, um, uh, even though it's not night, he's throwing on his night vision goggles as well. Um, to just like on top of his head, kind of like um, uh, Ty from uh, Digimon. 
Okay. Mm. Um, so he throw, goggles throws goggles as headband, those, yeah. Yep, yep, throws, throws those on and, like, I, I gotta change my hair color. Like, if they're looking for a teenage guy with chartreuse hair, like, I need, need to go, I need to go a different color, so. Uh, One more quick wrench on the plan here that uh, Liliana would realize after a little bit of thought, uh, especially with knowing for it. Uh, if the rangers are looking for you, mm -hmm. they may not come immediately, uh, and you didn't really have to deal with this because you had one Pokemon uh, at the most during your time in Ratu, but uh, grabbing Pokemon from the Pokemon Center or using the Pokemon Center will be logged. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that rangers will be there immediately, but rangers will know that you were there fairly quickly. Yeah, and they'll they'll, they'll be able to track our movements. So. Yeah. But at least with the pine farm, though, that's not going to be logged. So Charlie and the well, correct me if I'm wrong. Charlie Charlie would be able to switch out his Pokemon there without being able to be noticed. I mean, how Most. deep does? Uh, I mean, Nick, you can answer this if you want, but may it may be fun if we don't know. How deep does um, the Futurist uh, uh, Reach go? Like, they're working on building things at the Pine Farm. Who knows that that's not under complete surveillance? Like, they knew everything uh, about us, Liliana. That's true. Dang so, it! Yeah, Your you parents are in cahoots with the Futurist! Yeah. You can't trust yeah, anyone. Are. Okay, well... We definitely can't say bye to your mom now. So. Oh no, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> Worst son ever. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> um, well, so we definitely need to change our looks up. I mean, we did kind of find some back alley places before the. A Morgrim caused that trouble before. Yeah. Right? Am I remembering that right? Uh, you didn't necessarily go back alley, but you found a few places. Um, but one thing you both know, because you've been here long enough and you heard it, is uh, remembering that Landsmead is the place where you can find anything, if you know where to look. So, there are options. Okay. Uh, I think the biggest thing I would ask for you both as you're going ahead is uh, the plan of action sounds like uh, disguise yourselves um, and then figure out a plan to br uh, prison break sneeze and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I would say is uh, you're looking for a place to disguise yourself that is inconspicuous or at least out of suspicion. Um okay. Tell me what, uh, justify a skill that you want to use to find it. Mm. And then I'll let you roll for it if you can justify that skill. My, uh, my, uh, go-to would be general education, but you guys don't have that. So. <laughs> so. We're real so dumb. Don't, <laughs> so don't, uh, I don't want to tell, uh, Lydia how to play her character, but... I'm up for suggestions. Here's how to play your character. No. What, what, uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but... 
Okay, but what? So what if uh, we use my knowledge of lands meat, and your now knowledge, uh, your intuition, if you will, just like kind of shady spots? What if we kind of look for some trouble, and uh, like you know try and uh, look for some trouble, and then just see if we can like find somebody like hey, like uh, you know, hopefully, I. Uh, so it's one of those plans where it's like find trouble. Step two, step three, profit by them telling us how to like hide out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, go ahead. Uh, what? So actually, instead of using my intuition, what if we did my perception and guile? Because those are both adept. What yeah. is your intuition, Charlie? My intuition is novice. My guile is oh. adept plus two, and then uh, um, my charm. My charm is at master. So, like, if we if we get talking to mm-hmm. someone, we could probably use our social skills to like uh, find a like one find a way to disguise ourselves, and two find a place to lay low. Yeah. Here is uh, using if you want to use perception and guile. I don't think charm would work here. It, charm and... It, it's always difficult with charm and guile there because guile suggests that you're making up the story, which means charm has to mean you're telling the truth, which doesn't quite work, but there, the, the argument of what social skills should be called and how they should work is a long and bloody history that we don't need to go into uh, <laughs> wow. at the moment. No, but... Uh, and so what I usually default to is guile is for lying, charm is for telling the truth, which is horrible but how else do you use guile but yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. but what i would say for perception and guile um i don't know if i would if if perception would work for this because perception is like searching a room or, or searching for a specific objective thing whereas intuition is more looking for attitudes and emotions and behavior uh intuition and guile I could see for picking a mark and telling a sob story or picking a mark and convincing them that you are uh, important enough to know something or like picking picking a ch- a good target and then convincing them to get you to give you the information you want without letting them know that's the information you want or why you want it mm. yeah I vote for the last option. Okay. All right. So then I would say, uh, how do we do? Uh, I should have looked up how how to do. How, how do you do helping on skill checks? We looked at this once and then never used it, and I forgot <laughs> to look at. No, we again. used it. We used it once when we were talking with the matriarch. You're right. You used years, the, ago, <laughs> years ago. Literally years and years ago. Uh, <laughs> Okay, um, so what I will say is uh, for intuition and guile to uh, what uh, what kind of... T- so what story are you spinning to try to get yourself information on how to disguise yourselves? So before we go into that, I would like to ask a question. Yes. Um, with the town that we were just in and all the destruction out there people 
don't know about that, correct? It's kind of a there is no war in Bossing Say sort of situation. Oh, the the town uh, Rikerton. No, they yeah, yeah. They, there is not. It, it does not seem like that has spread. Okay, so that's all I needed to know for now. May <laughs> um, maybe at this point it started to trickle because you. Uh, but I, as far as you can tell, it hasn't come. It hasn't become common knowledge. Because the thing is, you, you kind of got to the information that rangers are actually going to check on it, so the story may be coming out, but it's not a big deal at the moment. At the very least. Like, you haven't heard people talking about it. Because my thought was that, like, we could play, like, a refugee angle, or, like, poor orphaned souls, or... What if we were attacked by Ravager Pokemon? That is How? a common story. Oh, that is a common story. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we can uh, do that. Any direction you go from here except for south, Ravager Pokemon are a not not everyday and not guaranteed occurrence, but an occurrence in the wilds. So, yes, okay. that would work. Okay, so attacked by Ravager Pokemon, you're trying to find things up. Are you adding a spin to it that you want this to be discreet, or you want to make sure that this isn't being spread around, or... <sighs> How can we do that cleverly? The other thing that I'm going to add in that may be uh, nice for this, uh, perhaps add in a line that you're expecting your grandfather or an old relative or someone to come by soon, and he will need new uh, things as well. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh! Oh, or that, like, okay, so we live out in the woods, and the Ravager Pokemon somehow, like, destroyed our home. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I are coming into the city to get new supplies and clothes and that sort of stuff. And also, of whoever we talk to, I don't think it'd be, like, too big of a stress. Like, just, like, we don't want the rangers to be involved. You, you know the rangers. Like, hopefully people around the town know the rangers. And, like, yeah, we don't. We get you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I will say for that, then, is uh, the combined intuition DC. So, for both of you, you add your scores together. The combined intuition DC I need to find the perfect mark is a DC of 12. All right. Okay. All right, so let's start with rolling our intuition on that. Yeah, because depending on what you get, that will change the guile check. But Lydia, get me two. Uh, I got... I rolled 11. And I have 10. Okay. So Woo! yes, you, you blasted past that intuition check. Uh, as you're looking through this... Uh, Liliana, you realize to kind of get it going through there, you kind of rub dirt on each other and rough up the clothing a bit and, and get uh, get it so that you look, you know, you're playing the, oh, please give me some uh, some polka, uh, polka yen, please. Uh, Ruse, Ruse right found, like, a stick that she's using to limp with. <laughs> oh, there you go. So she added her as part of it. And uh, look Charlie through... is now t Charlie has now taken off the, the goggles and the, the lab coat, like... <laughs> I don't think you that saw, makes... you saw her coming towards you with dirt and just hid the lab coat quick. <laughs> that, that's part <laughs> of it, yes. <laughs> wise, uh, wise decision. Yes, but you see as you're going through this, you see uh, 
you're, you're finally like you're kind of looking and uh, rejecting a few people. You find a uh, likely candidate, so a woman who's uh, maybe older, middle aged, kind of has like a hard uh, set to her mouth that tells you she's like lived some harder years, but also seems decently well to do. Uh, Lydia uh, or Liliana, you would probably guess that she had. She had been on rougher times, but has recently clawed her way up, so she still has the connections, but also has the funds to not worry about it as much anymore, and might still be sympathetic to other things. So you head towards her and uh, tell your story. Um, so the guile check I will need to sell this is a guile check of 20. It's still a difficult one, but it's not nearly as difficult as it could have been. This is so a combined check too, right? Yep, combined yep. guile of 20 to sell this. Cool. Ooh, since Ruse is with us, can we use her guile as well? Uh, yes, but then the guile check will be 30. Uh, uh never mind. <laughs> oof. How big of an oof are you talking here? Um, on four dice, I rolled a six. Oh, I can't, I can't get us there. I got us a 12. Do you want to try throwing in Ruse's Guile and hope for the best? What is uh, Ruse's Guile? That's right what now I you am have, getting pulled up. Uh, you have 18. Ruse's Guile. It's gotta be high. If it isn't, then it should be. Ruse is 2d6. That is untrue. Ruse's that Guile is going to be... <laughs> yeah, uh, Ruse's Guile is going to be 5d6. Ooh, uh, they don't. They, yeah. they they didn't give Pokemon social skills, but a Zoroark should be able to lie and lie convincingly. So five d six. You are twelve away. For, you are too short of the DC and have failed it right now. If you throw in Ruse, you are twelve short of the DC and you can roll five d six. Sounds like good math. Uh, let's see. What's the average I... on that? Five d six. The average is going to be. The average is going to be like. 1617. So it's it's solid. It's not it's not guaranteed, but it's solid. I would like to go for it. What do you think, Paul? I I the math checks out to me. Okay. Oh, okay. Come on, Ruth. Don't let us down. What is with me tonight? Oh, um, no. Three. She rolled a ten. A ten. <laughs> I got three ones, a two, and a five. Oh, you're two away. Alright, All right, well, let's, okay. let's, let's, let's RP. The, can we RP this a little bit anyway, just for funsies? Sure. <laughs> can we sell the game master on, on our guile check? Yeah. You know, if, if you can sell me it with a good sob story, I will, I will give you the two. Okay, um, so Liliana is is going to walk like a little bit ahead of the group, and you know what? Let's let's toss out Ruse's cane, and let's have Charlie helping Ruse limp along. So it looks even more pitiful. She doesn't even have anything to lean on except her her brother. So we're all siblings, yeah. uh, and um. We're walking up to the lady, and Liliana is um, going to just very, very quietly um, say, "Like, ma'am, um, we've 
we've run into a, a bit of bad luck. Um, my sister here is, is really, really hurt, and our grandpa, too, out in the woods, it's, it's horrible. It's a nightmare. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of the Ravager Pokemon and what they've been doing, um, but our entire home is gone. Um, I'm sorry, but I just... I was wondering if if you could maybe just spare like a, a, a little little bit of change for us. We we just need food desperately right now. Maybe some medicine. Uh, we we've lost everything. Please, please, do you have anything or anyone that could help us? Okay. Hmm. I I be, I. So. Here's how I'm going to do a twist on this. That was very good, but here's how I'm going to do a twist on this. It's very good, but not good enough. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, man, I even got the quiver yeah. in my voice. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, no, no, it, it was fantastic. But <laughs> thing, okay, so she, uh, the, the thing, like you, you say siblings, you're working through that. Uh, she kind of clocks all of your different hair colors and is kind of working with that and trying to um, go through it, but she softened for it. You also... Uh, Ruse kind of left you guys and came back shortly after. Uh, shortly, like after you you caught the the mark and you were preparing, and she had suddenly changed her features, and that seems to strike this woman somehow. Uh, for whenever uh, Ruse is doing like with her illusion, and uh, she's oh, um, here. I can I can give you a, a place that you can stay for a while, and I can give you some help, and. She sends you off to an address. Uh, once you get to the address, you realize that it's kind of uh, more of like a hostel or halfway house area. Uh, it has food. It has extra clothing. Uh, it has medicines put together. It's not really uh, a disguising area, but it is like an area of if you absolutely like a kind of pseudo homeless sheltery, but more uh, more run down, more the area there where it's just like. This is a place you, if you can stay, if you have to. So not quite what you were looking for, but you can probably make do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like you're not gonna, fi- you're not gonna find hair dye here. No. But you might not. find a good like cloak that or a hood that can cover your hair. Sure. Okay. Sweet. Um. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so so much. You you don't know how much this is helping us. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um. Okay, so on your way there. So, like like what I'm saying, so you have clothing changes that you can pick from. Um, it's all going to be worn, more run-down, uh, second-hand clothing. So nothing too fancy, nothing too fine. Um, and the bigger things, like, uh, give me... Here's what I'll say. Uh, so go ahead and change what your looks are going to be and, and describe what they are for it. Um, if you are looking for something more like makeup... Uh, I'm going to need a check to try to find it because that's going to be harder to discover. Okay. And what should we um, be going to change for? And we we so in in game time we mm-hmm. just ordered the specialty made equipment. Correct. So yes. that we have, that we don't have available to us yet. No, uh, you you picked, it, picked up it up just before going, so you have oh. it. Oh, yeah, we picked okay. that up. Okay, so I'm so, gonna say that Liliana is going to change into her armor and get the helmet 
around her neck then too, because that's going to change her okay. look a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll say you weren't wearing that on the way to the futurists. That makes sense because you you just picked it up. Okay. Um, Charlie is going to um. Let me think about this here. Um, he didn't get too much fancy stuff. Like he has, I think he picked up some armor. Yes, you have you have light armor. Light armor, okay. Um, which would like light armor like go under clothing, or would that go over clothing, or like um, how, however I want. I'd say however you want. Uh, it's not going to be easily hidden under clothing. Okay, so I can throw like a shirt over it or something. Okay. Yeah, it, um, it, it would be not like mithril. <laughs> no, it, it would be like more like wearing a bulletproof vest. It's going to be noticeable. Okay. Um. <laughs> I had to think of the rest of the outfit. I'm trying to think about like what would, what would be not Charlie? Because Charlie's wearing like some jeans and a t-shirt. So, uh, let's say what he finds there is, um, and I know this isn't quite appropriate for the weather, but we'll we'll see how it works. Uh, Charlie wear uh, gets uh, like was able to find some shorts, like some khaki shorts that are. Um, uh, uh, just a little bit, uh, like they go just above his knees, and he had he found like a slightly oversized polo. Um, mm. and the other thing that that he, uh, um, yeah, I think we're I think we're gonna do it. Um, I assume we can find the scissors there. Ye- yes, I would say so. Can I give Charlie a haircut? <laughs> I mean. It's okay with I mean, it. you can still choose what it looks like. But I just want to say that Liliana did it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, I'm, unless I'm you wanted like... him to do it, and then it'd be fun. <laughs> I don't I mean, care. What I'm, I don't know. What, I, what I'm saying though is, like, uh, I mean, should we basically try and cut it like all off, like to have like no hair? <laughs> can we can we get that far? Like because a buzz cut? With more or with less, yeah. Scissors? I don't know. Um, I think you get pretty short with scissors. You're gonna get get short with scissors, but it's not gonna be cut off with scissors. Let's let's not cut it yet. Let's let's see if we can't find some sort of a either head covering or a um, oh, would there be like a baseball, like a like a like a red and white baseball cap with like a weird green checkmark thing on it? (laughs) 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 Ha! No, but there is a black one with some uh, odd yellow lines. <laughs> so the weather's kind of warmer right now. I thought no, it's getting it's, colder. It's shading towards it's, fall. It's he getting is not, colder, yeah. Yeah, he is not dressed for the weather in the slightest. If he's wearing khaki nope. shorts, nope. Okay, I was wondering. Um, I'm going. So, so j- just for a reminder for the listeners here, Liliana's usual attire is a black leather jacket, a like knee length dress and combat boots so she is now so she's gonna have that light armor on um and you said the light armor is gonna look kind of like a bulletproof vest or you're just using that as an example (laughs) that was an example uh if i remember correctly lydia has or liliana i keep saying liliana has like a full (laughs) body suit of yeah like dark blue material with that so but it's it's gonna be thicker material not incredibly thick, but thick enough that if you put something over it that isn't baggy, it's going to be noticeable. Mm. Ooh, 
so could we, I don't know if you know what this is, like have like a, like a bodycon bodysuit? Do you know what I'm talking about? That sounds familiar, but I would have to look it up. Okay, so it's kind of like, picture like a one-piece swimming suit with like long sleeves. Okay. That's kind of what it's like. Like, like it's something that like, so for example, uh, if I'm going to work and I don't feel like tucking in my top all the time, mm-hmm. I'll wear one of those because it like buckles underneath like between your legs and then you can just like wear a nice pair of dress pants and then you look all tucked in and stuff yep 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 from from what i am seeing looking it up it looks like that's more form-fitting yeah that so the uh that would either go under the armor or the armor would be clearly visible underneath it Uh. or clearly noticeable underneath it so why is light armor bulky though because it's still armor, not clothing. Mm. Not mithril. <laughs> yeah, like, but, but, but plainly, you're still wearing armor. Yes, it's light armor, but it's armor. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, uh, but mine's also stealthy stuff, though. Yeah, so it's quiet. Ah. And it's not going to catch on things. Um, quick change to mine just to fit it better. Uh, Charlie is, uh, instead of wearing khaki shorts, it'll just be regular khakis. And okay. instead of an oversized polo, it's it's a flannel. Like a long sleeve flannel. Okay. Yep. So, and, then, so and, and, and he throws on the baseball cap, yes. So, so Charlie went from uh, college students to college students in winter. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I mean, unless you have some better suggestions for me, Nick, I'd love to, I mean, I'm open to hearing them. Well, it's, uh, the the biggest thing is uh, changing how you dress. So you said uh, Charlie generally wears t-shirt and jeans. Yep. So the the bigger things would be uh, either more formal or much less formal, uh, and by much less formal, I mean much baggier. So either... Something like uh, khakis would work fine. Something decent slacks, a button-up. Um, so flannel seems to be okay, but flannel is, is still more down. So something more like uh, a button-up, something more elaborate with that. And then the baseball cap could uh, could work for that just to hide the hair that's always out and about, um, or baggy uh, sweats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, uh, more of a more of a, th- a thicker, heavier coat to kind of just. Dis- Disguise the outline. The biggest thing he'll want to do, and this is just going completely into disguise, would be to change his walk. Uh, do some uh, something more slumping, uh, change his posture, change uh, what's going on there so that he doesn't look like himself when he's moving. Gotcha. Okay. So then let's uh, let's say he, uh, Charlie, is able to get a... Uh, he, he gets that button-up shirt, so it's uh, make, like, I'm thinking like a, like a light sky blue uh, okay. button-up shirt. It's um, faded into grayish in some places, but it's still like scheduled. Sure, yep, yep, that works good. And then uh, let's say you even get that uh, that jacket that you t- that you mentioned too. I uh, I find one of those to throw because it's gonna get colder here. Yeah. Um, How about like a thicker bomber jacket, something like that, just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear what you're saying. Yep, yep. Yes, um, oh, what's the logo on the back of it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I can think of is it, it's it's a. Unfortunately, cutesy pineco. 
<laughs> like, like I love for, it. For, for the rest of the style of the bomber jacket, it's just it it, it does not fit. Hmm. Um. Yes, I, I I like it. I'll take it. Yep. Yep. Great. Great. Yeah. So and we then, have uh, the uh yeah, and then um uh going back to in character with us, I think that uh, Liliana would probably again not to tell you how to play your character, but I feel like that idea would come from you. Rather than Charlie thinking of himself. Like, Charlie only knows how to be himself. Like, Charlie is a very straightforward person. <laughs> so, yeah, but Liliana, being on the streets and, and working cotton jobs and everything, you'd know how to dress for a role. So, mm-hmm. basically, what do you think Liliana would think uh, ahead for the... Like, what role do you think she would, she would want to play next? Well, I feel like... So, Charlie is dressed up a little nicer now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking we're trying to look more like socialites, but okay. not to the point of that we're like dripping in gems or something. Yeah. You know, falling on a hard time. So you you could still have the Ravager story, but it would be like the Ravagers attacked the town where I was well to do. I was one of those who escaped via caravan, and now we're trying to find a new place to settle. Rather than everything was destroyed and we're just trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to say then, for Liliana's attire, she's going to be wearing, like, a nice, like, knitted sweater. Okay. Um, and it's going to be... I'm getting too picky about this. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so she's going to have, like, a knitted sweater. We'll just say that it's white. Um... So, white knitted sweater, and then for, let's have it be like, wait, what kind of pants is Charlie wearing? Like khakis. Yeah, like nicer khakis slacks, I think, So, so Liliana is going to be wearing, like, leggings, but they look nicer, so there's like some pockets and maybe some like detailing on them um so it's got like a little little bit of like a a pattern so they're gonna be black leggings and then they're gonna have more of kind of like a lacy looking pattern to them okay um and then she'll be wearing can i make a suggestion that you're free to veto A thicker woolen sweater would hide your armor. So, if you, instead of wearing leggings, which can can be looser but are usually more form-fitting... Just uh, wear the armor. Either, yeah, either... Oh, that would work. Yeah, wear the armor as leggings. Okay, that's... Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if that would, like, look too obvious that it was armor, if it's not covered up, but that would look fine to have it look like those are leggings. I think you could sell it. They're kind of a midnight blue, so... And okay. if anyone gets really upset with it, if you're being a socialite, you're saying, well, my place was attacked, and so I wanted some protection, and you just go for that. So. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then let's do that, and then she'll wear, like, um, little, like, ankle snow boots. Okay. Um, the only and then, colors... Like, if she fo- Say so the only colors of ankle snow boots you can find is getting towards winter. People are, are picking through it. In your size are uh, cherry red, um, 
Banana yellow or puke green? Cherry red. Okay. Ugh. That's not going to make <laughs> me stand out at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. We'll go with um, that. You, you got here, the giant the other... cartoony uh, pine coat with you, too. So here, Here's mm. the other fun part. we got to pick out what Professor Sneeze is going to wear. <laughs> mm. Oh, one other thing I'll say here quick, too, is that, like, she's going to put, like, her hair back into, like, a high ponytail with this little, like, cutesy white bow then, too. So, very much not her. <laughs> the, the, the white bow has a vanillish on it. Ugh. Yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, it looks like you've got your outfits together. Uh, the next step you guys were thinking of doing was figuring out how to break Professor Sneeze out. Yeah. There are two things I can think of, uh, especially with what you put together now, for uh, how you can gather information for an infiltration. Uh, information for an infiltration. That's just fun to say. Oh, Sorry. wait. Yes. Hold on. Sorry. Yes. I've got... So, you also said makeup too, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, if you can find it, uh, give me a... Let's just say perception. You're, you're, you're digging through perception. it to find... Yes, perception to okay. find makeup. Can I also try to find contact lenses? <laughs> That's going to be a much harder <laughs> find. Uh, so that will be part of the same perception check. Who who would wear hand-me-down contacts? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So who, who would, who would try to give away makeup? That's gross too. Yeah. No. It's Can't we, like do we do we have to find that at the homeless shelter or can we <laughs> branch out and try to look for that stuff elsewhere? Sure, you could go shopping for it. We could go buy buy something, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, not hand me down thing. stuff. Okay. Crazy. Uh still <laughs> give me a perception check. It's a lot easier to find it to buy it. Okay. I still got money to blow. Okay, now that's what the <laughs> heck? Okay. So I got an 18. Uh, oh. For my, for my perception, I got, I'm still counting it up. Hang on. Uh, 24. Wow. wow. Okay. Um, you guys find uh, what, I don't know if your characters would realize, but you both would realize is a specialty cosplay shop uh, tucked away in a corner. Uh, nice. It's got uh, just about anything you can think of. The prices are high, but just about anything you can think of. So... What are you looking for for what purpose? Obviously contacts, but... Mm -hmm. Ooh, well now that it's a cosplay store. Yeah. Um... Okay, we have to get a Sneeze's outfit here. <laughs> yes, yes, oh my gosh, yes. I love it. And he's going to pay us back every penny. Yep, um... okay. But let's, yeah. <laughs> let's just blow Michael's money. No, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> But, so, I'll quick finish up my stuff and then we can talk about sneeze. So, I was uh. thinking for contacts, um, Liliana's eyes are, are violet, so I was just thinking of finding, like, amber. Something that's going to be a little more subtle. I, I will say, remember area. you are in the Chan area of the region. Wildly colored oh. eyes are the norm, not the exception. So oh, yeah. that's right. Amber would Amber would be noticeable. Violet would still be noticeable because it's Liliana, but it would be less noticeable than Amber. 
So, if you want to change uh, Liliana's eye color, change it to something uh, odd, I would say, and it would stand out less. Okay. I'm trying to think of Charlie wouldn't want to do the same. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, like, one eye is going to be... Wait, hold on, hold on. Just kidding. Hold on. Hold, please. Hold, please. <laughs> I just realized that most of this episode is the character select screen, or the character creation screen <laughs> of the video game. That is not very uncommon for me no. anyway. And, no, it's fine. It's and, fine. It's just fun. And, and, and just like a character select screen, we're not going to see the character throughout the game. <laughs> yep. This one's alright. Um... um. Nick, are you gonna make me roll to find like uh, some some glasses too, some like just some readers? No, the uh, the roll to find the uh, specialty shop has gotten you all gotcha. of that. The, it's just okay. the price. That's, that's cool. cool. Okay. Yeah, because Charlie's gonna look for some like is he. I don't think he's gonna be able to find prescription lenses that will <laughs> uh, will change his eye color. Yes, Charlie does wear glasses. If, in case you folks forgot. Um, so Charles is just going to find, like, you know, a pair of readers that aren't as, uh, um, uh, as, uh, obtrusive, because I, at least, so when playing Scarlet and Violet, I made my character look like Charlie, and so he has green, green glasses. Oh, nice. So he does not have green glasses, he has a more subdued, uh, pair of glasses. Okay. Um, his eyes are going to stay the same color, and he's, I think he's just going to use the hat to cover his hair, so. All right. Um, Liliana is going to get, uh, heterochromatic lenses, okay. uh, contact lenses. So one of them is going to be, her left eye is now going to look like an icy blue, and her right eye is going to be a really dark emerald green. Okay. <laughs> that works. Um, it is going to be, uh... It is going to be... I'm trying to decide whether to give you actual cosplay, cosplay prices or uh, knock it down a bit. Let's say it's, it's five... Christmas. Let's say it's 5,000 poke for the lenses, then. Okay. And how much for the readers? For the readers, cheaters, since they're more subdued, I'm going to say, uh, let's make them 1,000 poke. Alright. Uh, thinking ahead to... You're probably going to have to be traveling or moving and there's still going to be this issue. Uh, two teenagers a boy and a girl traveling with an older man is going to be noticeable enough of a group and not too noticeable but noticeable enough of a group to be commented on um if that's what they're looking for changing one of those people into something else will be the best way to throw them off their scent okay so we could try and make so, sneeze be younger yeah the other thing all- to is you were looking to... Oh, you were just going to put a cap on, right? Yeah. Or yeah. were you still thinking about changing your hair color and stuff? I think the cap will do just fine. Okay. Because um, I was going to say we could try to make you look more D, but I already changed my eye color, so that's not going to yeah. help very much at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, agree. Trying to make Sneeze look younger. So we get to dye his hair. Or, Or <laughs> the other thing we could do is we could potentially uh, gender-bend one of us. Mm. I mean, I'd be fine with gender-bending. Unless you like, wanted to. I feel like Liliana could... I feel like Liliana could pull it off better. I mean, you'd probably have to cut your hair, though. 
You don't have to. <laughs> How do you want to figure it out? But put it up in uh, a hat or something. Well, in that case, then I'd have to change my whole outfit. And <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I'd be fine with gender bending. It probably would be easiest for her to do that, though. Agreed. You are in a cosplay um, shop and therefore surrounded by wigs. Oh, that that's true. Oh, that's so expensive, Nick. True. Um, <laughs> it is pricey. I think he's trying to find a, a money sink for you. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? I'm down to I'm down to twenty three thousand. Um. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, since I'm changing my outfit then to gender bend, um, still keeping the contacts because I like that. A lot. I'm sold. Uh, I already dished out my 5,000. So now Liliana is going to be wearing a beanie and then um, a. Ooh, she's gonna be wearing one of those like jean jackets that's got like the fur on the collar. You know what I'm talking about? Mm hmm. Yeah, so she's gonna wear. Guys wear that, right? <laughs> Some do, yes. <laughs> okay, so she's gonna be wearing that, and then she's gonna be wearing the beanie, her duskull beanie. Um, and then for pants. Ugh, but I hate denim with denim. Um, People wear it. Yeah, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay, so so the denim jacket is going to be, like, a lighter wash, and okay. then she'll be wearing, like, dark black uh, denim pants. All right. And then a t-shirt that's kind of baggier. Um... So like her her all of her clothes are gonna be kind of like baggier and stuff, right? Um, to kind of like hide her curves and whatnot. So then she'll be wearing like a t-shirt underneath the jean jacket, and it's just gonna be like a a plain white t-shirt. Plain white tee. Yeah. So I'm gonna say as you're thinking of uh, Professor Sneeze's thing, one thing you could do is say uh, you're going to purchase it and then. Um, have Michael help you work out the details once you get to that point? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. No, all right. No, 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 no. No, we're choosing the outfit for him. No. Here's the other thing I'm going to suggest. Right now, uh, Charlie is in worn slacks, a worn shirt, a bomber jacket, a uh, baseball cap, and uh, had a more worn glasses. Uh, Liliana has gender bends and is in uh, denim shirt, darker uh, black denim pants, white t-shirt underneath, sorry, denim jacket, white t-shirt underneath, uh, beanie, and prop uh, my first thought was boots for it, but uh, whatever works for the shoes there, or the, you can still have the bright mm -hmm. red shoes. Um, yeah, we could still do the bright red shoes. Yes, uh, what I'm saying for that is uh, if... if uh, Professor Sneeze was stereotypical farmer slash redneck. You, That's, you would that all you would all seem more cohesive as a group traveling. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. 
Oh man, I was gonna find something really silly for him, but <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, we, we, we can still find well, silly things for well, him. We we don't want him to like stand out though. Like, yeah. like no. I'm looking at some. Uh, let me see if I can find like one of the examples uh, uh, to uh, show so, you guys here. I I, I I don't want to feed into the time Wait. sink, but uh, Liliana for that entire outfit here at the cosplay shop, that's about ten thousand poke. Wait, can I have found that stuff like yes. that stuff um, at yes. the homeless shelter? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I will say that the uh, the duskull beanie, the design of the duskull, is too edgy even for you. Oh. But it's you're still it's still it's still a duskull beanie that you have. But it's just it's it's that edgy. Well, it doesn't have to be duskull. <laughs> no, no, that's the that's the beanie you found. Oh, okay. Um. So for Professor Sneeze, what if we got him like one of those? Now I'm just picturing Carhartt stuff. So like, what if he has like a big, thick brown jacket, distressed jeans, um. Overalls. Boots. I was gonna say overalls. Boots. Overalls. Yep. yep. He's getting overalls. Yep. Um. Boots, and then we've got to do something to like hide his hair. Um. We find a flame red wig. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. Can we yeah. get him a beard? <laughs> Here's what I'll say. The uh, so the brown jacket, the uh, jean overalls. I'd say the fla- the flannel that uh, Charlie was looking at before will still fit uh, Professor Sneeze because he's real thin. So yep. put the flannel underneath for that. All of that, and then like thicker work boots you can find at the shelter where you were. Uh, the flame red. You, you find a bunch of uh, wig and beard sets at the cosplay shop. What color and style? Oh, I'm so cool with the flame red. I like that. Okay, so flame red, uh, hair and beard, what style of beard? I'm thinking, like, really big, bushy beard. Bushy, down to, like, yeah, like, uh, down to, like, the uh, middle of his chest. Okay. (laughs) So it's like, oh, brother, where art thou? Sounds good. Length. All right, so for that wig and beard set, it's going to be 6,000 poke for it. Oh, Michael's paying for that. Okay. Uh, make a mark of it somewhere because it's not going to go on his sheet yet. Okay. 6000 you, you said? Yep. You, one of you has to pay for it until you can get to him and get your money from him. But. I'll pay for it for now. Because okay. <laughs> I'm assuming I still have the most. What? How much do you have, Paul? Uh, I'm down to eight now. Okay. Yeah, I'll pay for it. All right. <laughs> Okay, so you have your outfits put together. Um, now, the second thing for that, for uh, figuring out this, and this will probably be the last thing, and I'll just give you the information. You can kind of uh, stew over it for the next episode. There are two ways I can see you getting information. Um, the first is going about and still spreading more of your uh, Ravager story, maybe dropping a few of the names of the people you know are part of the futurists as though you're connected to them or related to them and seeing if you can sneak away in that way by basically bluffing your way in. That's Mm -hmm. more dangerous because you have to go in as yourselves, 
but it may give you a straight in. The other way, um, and so that would be guile checks, guile and intuition checks. Um, I'd probably say three of each. Uh, the other way is uh, scouting the physical location itself to see if you can find a way in from there. That would be uh, perception and stealth checks. Again, three of each. I'm a bit better at perception. You can do perception. both. So one of you can do each of them, or you can, uh, if you have another way or another idea, uh, go ahead for that. Whew, okay. Um. What if... Um... What if char? Well, I guess I don't know what your checks are, but um, so you can veto this. But what if Charlie yeah. were to go around and talk to people and figure out a way in that way? Liliana would scout out the perimeters to see if there's a way to sneak in. Then we meet up again and decide which plan of action might work the best. See, I don't... So I know your stealth is really good, but my perception is equally as good. Um, so I will say, like, we flip-flop because I feel like your guile would get us further on that on that side of things. Feel free to veto that. Oh. What I'll say is both of you have exactly the same intuition and guile checks. In fact, uh, Charlie has oh, really? a slight edge on guile because he has a plus two to the check. Okay. Uh, Liliana, on the other <laughs> hand, you have a fent. Uh, she has she adept perception and a master stealth plus a plus four in herself because of her stealth clothes, uh, her, her light armor. So. Okay, okay sure. Let, let's go for it. So, and yeah, I'll, I'll use what I know about lands me to go around and try and pull some information. Okay. I mean, otherwise, too, if you wanted to just have us both do stealthy stuff we can do that as well too i'm up for whatever mm-hmm. yep so yeah if, if you want to team check either one of those you certainly can i mean if we did team check it would be higher yeah chances I, of doing better yeah i i feel like like getting information nick would we be able to get information first and then scout or it is coming mm. to the end of the day if you want to get him out okay. before the next day you have what you have time for one of these Okay. I'm leaning towards scouting. What do you think? Yeah. Like, I, I think let's do that. Okay. Okay. So both of you give me three perception checks and three stealth checks. Alright, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with perception. Okay. I'll start with that then too. Uh first one is uh twenty-five. Okay. Uh my first is 15. Uh-oh. My next one is 16. Okay. Mine was 18. Okay. Uh, 19 for my last one. Okay. And 13 for my last one. Alright. The, the other one was Guile? Stealth. Stealth. Ew. All right. Uh, total sum of ten for my first. Okay. Ten for my second. Okay. And ten for my third. 
Okay. 21 for my first. All right. 20, 22 for my second roll. Okay. 19 for my last one. Okay. All right. So you're able to kind of sneak around the perimeter of the building where you are looking through it, uh, through the wall in the area there. Uh, you're actually able to, with those stealth checks, to get over the wall and into the area and kind of sneak around there. Um, more carefully as you're going through, uh, you discover a couple of vents that look similar to the vents that you almost were able to jump into uh, when you were planning your way out. So this seems to be where they exit, which means that they may be a good way in. Uh, you weren't able to actually get up to them to see inside of them, but uh, that seems like the best place. The other things are more electronic doors, and uh, it seems like there's key cards being used uh, to enter into the location as well. So your best bet, you would either have to try to waylay one of the members, steal their key card, and hope that gets you through, or jump through the vents and make your way from there. It seems like uh, most likely options. What do you think was more fun? So with jumping through the vents, would that be athletics or acrobatics? Or, hear me out, we could yep. repurpose my double teleport plan. Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you could get. That's true. Uh, we could get Nilly and Floppy Copy out, and we could uh, like they would transport each of us. Yes, that that would be the thing. Um, mm -hmm. since you weren't close enough to see inside of it, they would basically be able to get you uh from where you got to because uh, there were patrols and other seemingly robotic things that were moving about, so you didn't want to reveal yourselves. After that, so from where you were, for where you found the a good vantage point for, uh, you would be able to get yourself into the vent area, like right into the entrance with the teleport. Okay. So that would get you into them, and then you'd move from there. So we, ha we have yep, that plan. I'd be down with that. Okay. Yep, I'm fine with that. And then I'll, so, since I have Ruse out and about with us too, I'll just temporarily put her back in her Pokeball, and then once we get into the vents, I'll let her out again. Okay. Um, since we're talking about Pokemon that are out, what are we going to do about Katana? Oh. Uh, is tele teleport only well, does one willing per subject, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you think you can talk Katana into it? <laughs> Do you want to try? Well, no, I think she would. It's just, I, I I don't think it's a matter of talking her into it. I think it's a matter of we don't have enough teleporters now. Because oh, but be... so what? As you are suggesting it, uh, and you're looking back towards the vent, Katana looks at you from right at the vent's entrance. <laughs> Thank you, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just kind of um, crosses her blades and is like, are we going in? She doesn't say that, but he's... Katana. Yeah, Charlie gives, gives her a thumbs up and be like, I okay, mean, that's all. <laughs> she, she, 
she is the <laughs> archetype of solitude. If anyone can sneak somewhere, it's her. And creation, which, I mean, she's, like, she just created a way to get up there. All right, cool. Ah. Um, yeah, so Charlie uh, Charlie releases uh, Nilly and Floppy Copy. Uh, and Floppy uh, Copy uh, copies Nilly. And um, I guess Charlie says, well, who wants to go first? And with that, I think we'll end the episode for today. I know the so, answer to this, but... Yeah, so thank you for joining <laughs> yeah. us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and if I ever return to Twitter, which I still have it, so who knows, you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. Uh, I also still have Twitter, but I really don't use it a whole lot. I checked it today, hey. oddly enough. But um, if you want to follow me there, uh, it is at ProfSnag. But really the best place to talk to most of us is going to be in our Discord chat mm-hmm. or in our Facebook rollout tap room. If Facebook ever decides to give me like actual like membership notifications again, <laughs> um, uh, come, come uh, chat with us there uh, and talk about the show, talk about your, your Pokemon adventures, whether it be PTU or... Uh, just in the games or what, whatever in your mind, come talk to us. And I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at lil underscore shadow eight. Although, yeah, I also don't really post on one phone so yeah, Discord is great. Um, we also have an Instagram at Pokemon Rollout, um, which that's fun whenever we get. Um, fan art and whatnot that that comes into us so um if you have anything that you want to contribute please let us know and we'll get it shared out out there for you uh we'll reference you of course as well too and um yeah go ahead and, and check that out as well um and then i also have a shout out uh, to fenrir 8907 try to guess what that code is before the next episode <laughs> thank you fenrir very much appreciate your patronage and I look forward to trying to practice. Don't bite her hands. Ha. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyely. That's Behind Your E Y E L I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons. Box Cheese, Dr. Audino, Peter Stadmuller, Eric Lonquist, Kyle Albert, Taylor Von Forte, David Harshman, Michael, Richie Kammer, Matt Carlton, Aska Blood, Andrew Weil, T.T., Jeffrey Show, Micah Greenspoon, Casey DeFridis, Fenrir8907, Andrew Case, DGZ, Dean Frostmaze, Froxus, Legendary, Ursa93, Terry Fowl, Scotty Newton, Chandelure Shack, Lance, Julia Egan, Lauren Polson, Nathan Hemmelgarn, Alchemage, and Big Fat Nuke. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.
uh, Paul and I had different ideas on what to put Michael's uh, I think cut I, time as. I think I like oh, I yours like better though. Keep it. What if we What if we just rename Michael the loser instead? Oh dear. Okay. Then we can we can have, we can have our cake and eat it too. There you go. There we go. <laughs> just watch. He doesn't even edit this episode, so like he'll miss the joke. Yep. Oh well. <laughs> Won't be until he listens to the whooper reel. <laughs> right. I I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with traveling. Because, like, it's fun to be like, I'm on an adventure and I'm fleeing the realities of my current world to go do something else. But then at the same time, too, I always have that reminder, like, dread thought that just will randomly come into your mind and be like, Hey, remember, you have to go back to all of that soon. And you got laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you guys? <laughs> this is so bad. Did I tell you guys about the time that Lena lit her tail on fire? <laughs> okay, so... So, here's what happened. Like, looking back on it now, it's a little funny. In the moment, I was horrified well, um so what happened is my cat will always jump onto my desk on the right side of my desk because her um cat tower is right next to it and what sorry, sorry talking to my dog oh no you're good <laughs> um so she always comes in on the right side nevertheless and so i like to have like candles and stuff going so I always kept my candles on the left side of my desk and I have these shelves that like I shove the candles way underneath because like it's very obvious when my cat is climbing underneath the shelves especially since she's three years old now. Um, three and a half. And so I'm like my candles should be safe, it should be okay, like they're, they've got high, um, containers that they're in so it should be safe i've got my eye on them at all times like i never leave candles unattended unattended and yeah. so <laughs> there was one time where lena decided to jump up onto the left side of my desk and i was just finishing up a call with a member so i'm like kind of just half paying attention to her and i'm so used to her just jumping onto my desk so i didn't even think anything of it and then, thankfully, it was right when I hung up the phone with the member <laughs> that I start to smell something burning. And I'm like, what is happening? And I look over, and her tail is swishing over the candle. She's totally fine. She's just not even noticing it. I don't know how she's not noticing it. So I like freak out and I grab her, which I think that's the thing that really spooked her. And oh, yeah. I just like immediately yeah. clamp down on her tail and I feel that it's like really hot and like I feel it kind of being a little crunchy and stuff too. And so she freaks out and she runs off underneath my bed because that's her kind of like safe spot. And so my hand is just covered in soot and cattail ashes. And thankfully, like her tail, her tail was fine. It was just like the edges of her fur got singed. So like I checked very, very closely. She was okay. And so I like 
run over to her because I'm like, what if it's still on fire? And so I grab her out from underneath the bed. It's not on fire. Okay, it's good. And then I see her like starting to try to like lick her tail. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if she licks the ashes and she like dies from that? This is horrible. I can't let that happen. And so then I like run her into the kitchen and she's like trying to scramble out of my arms. So she's kind of getting me all scratched up and stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to save my baby. <laughs> So I grab <laughs> oh, no. I grab Don dish soap because it's <laughs> it's got the little ducks on it. <laughs> oh boy. And it's supposed to help with like oil spills and cleaning things up. So I take a little Don dish soap and I get the water on it. So of course she loves too that I'm like roughing up her tail as I'm trying to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then she like gets out of my arms as her tail is still a little sudsy so i'm like okay everything should be fine now like her tail is clean it's a little soggy but whatever so i clean myself up get all the soot washed off of my hands and i walk into the living room and then i see her mouth foaming so i'm freaking out again because i'm like oh my gosh she's foaming at the mouth she's dying what am i doing wrong and she just has her like tongue sticking out of her mouth with this giant bubble on it i'm like oh no so i like grab her again and try to start wiping off her mouth and then i realize like oh it's probably soap bubbles okay it's fine get her all dried off she's kind of like 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 not throwing up but she's <laughs> that was a bad sound I'm happy. <laughs> she's yeah. kind of like spitting out bubbles for a little bit so i looked up online it's okay it's not the dish shelf was wasn't gonna kill her or anything <laughs> but again here i was like oh my gosh i let my cat's tail get on fire so- i terrified her i poisoned her with don dish soap because there's ducks on it from an oil spill <laughs> <laughs> So basically, what you're saying is like this: was, like, yeah, she burned her, her like her tail hairs, which I mean, what what is a cat but a, like like the what a wick for a candle anyway? Um, <laughs> but um, but ultimately, you just you just made it all all worse. <laughs> like it could have just yes. been like not a big deal. It could have just been like, oh, your 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 tail's on fire. It's like pat it out. Okay, on on yep. with your way. <laughs> It was, it was honestly probably just fine, but yeah, exactly. I made it all the much more worse because I just went into panic protective mode. So there's, just, there's, there's one alternate version of this story where she uh, went under your bed to as uh, her safe space, and then there was just a, uh, just uh, the corners of the bed smoke starts curling out. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it did. That didn't happen. No. <laughs> At least not from what I'm telling. <laughs> oh, that's great. So is this our uh, episode tonight? <laughs> uh, without Michael, nobody, no one knows how to count backwards here. We'll just have to call you guys. And I did... Also, uh, huh? Go ahead. What? Oh, me? Oh, okay. Yeah, you talk. <laughs> you do it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Imagine this all in character. <laughs> <laughs> We're so lost without him. Uh... Playing the game. Uh, cooperative action. <laughs> I love it.
love how Nick goes like back to the, goes goes back to page one. Playing the game. <laughs> uh, playing the Index. playing the game. Excuse you is page two hundred and nineteen in this. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, they don't. Heck they, yeah. they, they didn't give Pokemon social skills. They're all just really them. awkward. They stand in the corner at parties. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener, obviated objects of oblivion obambulating about, offered unto you in the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org from our fancy to yours.